Hi, this is Maddie G, your Bronx Warrior Goddess, here to talk about overcoming anything and everything life can throw at you, and doing it with style, humor, courage, and love. I've had lots of life experience overcoming adversities of all kinds. You will hear my personal stories, interviews with other survivors, conversations with friends, and commentary. Stories of passion, trauma, resilience, love, and everything in between. So tune in and tap into your own indomitable spirit. This is podcast 14, Balancing Duality and Cultivating Inner Radiance. My interview with Walter Beckley, Taoist practitioner and meditation mind gym breakthrough coach. As always, I'll start with a quote. Through transcendence of duality, we foster greater unity in our lives, which brings about inner peace and the sprouting of unconditional love. Alaric Hutchinson. So um, what happened was about 30 years when I was still living in Chicago, I started getting colonics with this woman, Karen. And we were doing this, and she says to me that she heard about this. She knew about this guy, Walter, who gave really good massages. So, of course, me being me, I went to see him. Well, it became clear right away, without question, that saying Walter gives good massages is like saying Picasso uses a little bit of paint. It was clear immediately that whatever Walter was about, I wanted to learn. I felt joy, beauty, peace, and just wonderful in his presence, and I began studying with him. Besides him doing work on me, which I could see how powerful he was, I began taking Tai Chi, um, and he's the person that I learned about something doing me, and he was the person, and I'm taking Tai Chi with him for a while, and I started saying to him, you know, Walter, I feel like the Tai Chi is doing me, which was a fabulous, fabulous feeling, and we talked about that for a while. So I was taking Tai Chi with him pretty much every week, going to his meditations. His meditations were inner smile, the six healing sounds, and just regular meditations in both a group setting and just me. And anything and everything Walter was doing, I wanted to learn. And I did. I followed Basically, I followed him around all over Chicago. And in these meditations with Walter, I experienced things that I never had before and I haven't had since. It's very hard to describe, but I knew that what we were dealing with was on a whole other dimension, a whole other level, and it was fabulous. And I would come away from these meditations feeling like, you know, when you go on, when you go to the airport and you're walking on these, um, these rollers, and you're just kind of floating along. That's what I that's what I always felt during and after the meditations with him and for quite a while afterwards. And one time Walter was working on me and Christina was with us and we left and I was on the sidewalk and I stepped onto the curb. And as soon as I stepped on the curb, I got totally uh, magnetized and I couldn't move. So Christina went in and got Walter and he came out and we're laughing. It was so much fun. But the fact 
that he could work and do this energy on me and it would magnetize me to the earth was quite a thing. And um, so that was kind of funny. He had to hug me to take out some of the energy. Otherwise, I was never going to move. He also worked on Christina over the years. And then several times when she was in the hospital, he came in and worked on her. And I would stand outside the door, you know, like the guardian and make sure uh, nobody came in. Um, he also gave the closing prayer at Christina's memorial in Chicago. And we've uh, collaborated on a couple of projects and here we are collaborating on this and besides being a wonderful wonderful friend he's always will be my teacher and somebody I'm always learning from and I, I can call him and be going through something really terrible or whatever it is and as soon as I hear his voice and as soon as we start talking I feel better and he's just been wonderful over all these years as a friend and as a teacher, um, and I'm extremely, extremely grateful. So on that note, it's my honor and pleasure to introduce, see, I, can't, I start crying, Walter Beckley, Taoist practitioner and meditation mind gym breakthrough coach. Uh, Walter, are you there? Yes, I am, Allie. Thank you for that, that introduction and that walk back down memory lane. It was, it was quite, a, it's been quite an interesting walk, really. A walk, really, you've changed my life in so many ways and so many other people's lives, too. Um, so I'm wondering, what is your actual educational background, Walter? Well, actually, my, my formal background was in music and then in electronics. And then after that, um, just prior to that, I got into meditation mainly for myself. I had been meditating, um, didn't know I was meditating, but I was meditating since I was about four or five years of age. I can remember being in a house, we moved when I was five, uh, right after kindergarten uh, into the home that my parents now still live in. And uh, so I remember the time frame very well. So prior to that, three, four, I can remember, I remember all the things back into the crib, but I can definitely remember my meditations because there were very unique experiences I was having that I could sit or lie down and go into states of consciousness where I became uh, bigger than I was. Uh, and, uh, and I just knew that I liked that quality and that connection. And so as I started to go and branch off uh, into other things that my family had in store for me, my parents had in store, you know, education, um, church life, all those things, um, you know, I really I, I took them to heart. Uh, for instance, the church thing, and the first thing I learned was, you know, there was a God, and this God was everywhere, and he was love. Oh, it made perfect sense to me, and I adapted to it. Like I figured, you know, he's everywhere, so the love was everywhere, and I could see the love everywhere in the trees and the building, in the chairs, and you know, and so and that was my first lesson in in, in kindergarten. So, um, and I think it was just a part of my meditation, uh, uh, just being put into words, because I already had um, a big experience, and I used to think of him as big because I was a small little tyke and. But whatever would happen, I would become so big, so full, uh, thick, and, and and connected. And so, um, yeah. So this was this 
that was my real formal training. But then as I went through this other training um, of life and whether it was the music and the electronics, um, I got deeper into meditation. I had a cousin who I, cr I credit with my formal meditations because he was my, uh, he practiced karate, so he was my karate teacher. And so in practicing karate with him, um, one day he came by the house and he said he had just learned to meditate. And I had been reading about all these biblical things about the inward man and the secret place and that heaven was within. And so I'm like, he's going within, he's got to teach me. And he's like, no, I can't. I, I just learned these from my teacher. And, and uh, you know, they have a way that it has to be passed on and I can't teach this, you know, he'll have to teach you. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. You have to teach me something. I have to learn this because I've, I've been waiting for this. And it was, you know, several hundred bucks at that time to, to go and study. And I was like, that was something I didn't have. And I'm like, and this guy has got it. He's got to give it to me. So I'm here challenging my karate teacher. I wasn't going to let him go. <laughs> now, he would have wiped me up, but I couldn't let him go. <laughs> well, that's, that sounds like you, Walter, definitely. So you were, you've been doing this since like you were a baby, practically. I didn't know that. Wow, that's quite yeah, a thing. I, yeah, I, I can remember, I can remember being in the crib. Um, um, and and I can remember very specific incidents of, and the you know being back at that house and uh, the colors of my blocks and um, you know the toy blocks and buckets and everything else that we had to play with the various Christmases and Christmas trees and all that stuff that we dealt with and father coming home uh, from work and his lunch pail all that stuff was just very crystal clear for me. Um, uh, so I had, a, you know, I, I think I had some wonderful parents, you know, that uh, that very nurturing parents and had the ability to kind of allow us to to venture out. You know, I guess it was either one or two things, either with five boys and that came first. And then um, uh, I have three sisters. So it was a, it was eight of us. So maybe they were tired, but I'm not sure. But they were really very allowed us a lot of freedom. And so I think I felt that throughout my entire life um, in the various growth processes and training. My brothers and I, all my brothers, we all studied music and uh, played in bands and high school bands and had our own band together and, and they played sports. Uh, I wrestled for a little bit. So we had a you know pretty interesting life and, and still have a very strong connection, uh, all my brothers and sisters, you know, today. So I, I credit that to you know, my parents and that lifestyle that we lived um, growing up, you know, in the midst of a lot of chaos as we start, you know, you start to come out and you realize this is a lot of bad things happen to people. But, and I think that um, this was a part of, as I soon recognized, was a particular, where I recognize we all have these various soul connections. Like we have, Madeline, you and I, we have this soul connection that goes beyond this particular uh, lifespan that we're 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 working with right now. Be but uh, I think, and this is why we connect right. even now, and even my family connected was so that part we can all have these various experiences. I can continue some work that I started uh, with my soul at a previous point in time, right. and so and this is what this you know is all about. So as as I continue with my formal education to continue with that, the electronics, the music, and the meditations 
all tied together because the electrical system of the body is very much like um, the schematics and various um, computer parts and boards and programming that goes on happens within the body mind uh, energetic connection electrical well, connection well but you know this is all sounds so first of all one of the things i love about these interviews is i learned so much about people i've known for a long time i didn't know a lot of this and so here's somebody talk about meditating at three or four years old i've never heard of anything like that but makes you even more impressive walter really um what made you investigate taoism what well practicing um for, it was in various forms out of the east uh well out of india the indian forms of meditation um tantric and the uh transfer meditation which i studied uh, which is very very interesting and i like the science that they have behind transcendental meditation they've done a lot of research um and i was able i was around when maharishi marish yogi was actually mm -hmm. um, out and teaching. I, I was in the audience once when, when he was around in Fairfield, Iowa. So I would go to all these various retreats and um, um, met with, you know, a lot of different teachers throughout the years from um, uh, different forms of, of uh, White Lotus yoga, um, Hatha yoga teachers, just, you know, um, over my span, I imagine it's been over 100 teachers that I've had to the privilege to you know to to spend time with some for longer periods of time korean forms of meditation um being in brazil studying you know, all these different places thailand um to get to right, gather right. information but when i came across montag chia right, who right. was one of the Taoist teachers um one of two great Taoist teachers i've studied with another one was one out of korea hanong sanyam um but they both had a very interesting way. Manta, I enjoyed because he was one of the first that actually put things in a systematic approach as far as how to work with energy. He had studied with a lot of different teachers, but he had some very profound teachers that taught him some very masterful and advanced forms of Taoist meditations. And he was able to, with his mind, uh, analytically put them in a way that you know, people could, you know, sometimes you read a book and get them, but definitely come and study with him and get a lot of good information uh, from him and transformation, which is most right. Important. Right. Well, I, we went on that uh, that retreat at the same time that we just talked about and I met him and, and remember how powerful he was and how what an experience that was. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been actually been a Taoist practitioner? Well, I got certified, um, and that's when I first started teaching. Prior to I had no interest in teaching. I just wanted to study with Montag Chia to get the information, the training that he had. And then I found he had a teacher's training course. And I thought, well, it'd be good to have that information, but I had no plans of teaching. Um, I had I met him in Chicago at a workshop. Um, someone else had brought him in on, and... Um, had a nice connection with him then, so I decided to go out and start studying with him. And uh, so as I studied with him um, and took these teacher training courses, I was certified in 1989. So that's, was that 20 years now? Well, 30 years. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I met, so, you, I met you not long, I, so then I met you not long after actually 
you were certified, actually. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. I had, at that point, I was actually doing the massage work. And right. so I first learned to do the body work. Um, I had been with Montauk maybe a couple of years. And um, and when I shared some pieces that I had about the body and understanding at that point, that was the first time I was written in a book. He he added me to his book on Chine Song, the abdominal oh. massage work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, uh, and, and he when he came to Chicago, one of the things he told uh, students, to my surprise, he said, uh, that they need to study with me and 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 do work that my energy I had uh, really great energy uh, mm-hmm. to work with. Now, and still, this is all new to me because of the fact I had no real desire to teach, no desire to even do body work. Just wanted to know it for the sake of healing and growth, and you know, even just personal growth. Mm-hmm. And so um, that when that was really really. Um, Amazing that he he shared that, and then the next thing I know, I'm working with people, and and um, and and it's working. It's like things are happening. People's lives are changing. They're they're getting the results that they were looking for, and um, and so um, you know, it's just been a a growth ever since. You know, one of the things I, I had a chance to meet with one of the uh, masters um, out of uh, he, he's in I think he's in, in he's in the uh, California right now in the West Coast, Upper Mount Shasta, I think it is. And he's known as the living incarnation of, of Buddha. And I had a chance to meet with him. And um, to my surprise, again, he announced to the class that if he was going to study with anyone, that he would study with me. Wow. And, and I'm here, you know, studying to, to see what he has to offer. And a really, really great man. Very, very good soul. And uh, and so anyway, so when you know, for Montauk to say that, for this guy to say that, I didn't recognize uh, that I was anything special in as much as I recognized that we all have this specialness about us, which is when we go within, the special quality comes from within and expands out into our world as opposed to the opposite that we see and that is people going trying to gather the things to bring back into the storehouse and you can't fit that into your inner world it doesn't really work that way but you can have the outer world from your inside out but the outer world can never really touch you uh going from Mm. the outside in wow wow walter right and that's all he sees people being broken that's what we see right now. And could you could you explain that a, a little bit more? What you mean? What you mean that that people are taking this the outside stuff, to bringing it in, but that's not where the 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 real thing is to to build yourself. It's you want to build yourself from the inside. Is yeah. that that's that's what you mean? Yes. Absolutely, from the inside yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, right. that's real power. Right. Right, right. Well, you're the first person that I, I learned about chi with, the whole the whole energy thing. I mean, and and yeah. the experiences with you and how it how it affected me and the strength it gave me. Yes, yes, yeah. And, that's part of the duality is like you know is that either we have the energy, 
you're either cultivating energy or you're not. Right, right. So and like you're, you're, yeah. you're the person I learned. I learned that exact thing about cultivating. And you talked about that a lot, about cultivating the internal energy. Right. You talked about that a lot. Yes. yes right. Absolutely. And right. Then, then you have to do that. Yes. Yeah. Very important. Um, how do you how do you uh, uh, see uh, meditating affecting the lives of people that you've worked with, the meditations with you and, and work with you? Well, I've, I've been blessed to watch, you know, several and this is when I say several. It's a lot in the scheme of things of people that have fully awakened, that have woken up and mm -hmm. are no longer the same person that uh, they once were. That that realism of, of um, the mind, body integration becoming one, the spirit, all that becoming one. I've, I've had several of the students that have happened to. And I've had a lot of students that have at relationship transformation, health transformations, uh, m m prosperity, money, things of that nature, all those things take place uh, for, for the better good, simply because of going within and what we're doing when we go within, we're pushing the stuff that we've tried to bring inside of us back out so the true light can shine. You know, we take these things into us whether it's a relationship, thinking that the relationship is somehow going to make us better or complete us. And um, then we are later on, you know, distraught because of the turmoil that we have to go through because of that relationship and all that we put into it and all that it is taking from us now. And it destroys a lot of people. Too many people have been destroyed because of... Right bad relationships it's all to me relationships are like number one you have to have great relationships but the best relationship that you'll ever have is with yourself right right is that what it means when you say people being awakened is that what you mean by being awakened is is yeah. uh the, the relationship with ourselves being the most important and the best relationship to have it's yes it is that and if you can imagine the very smallest part of what it is that makes up who we are <clears throat> all the way down to the uh, smallest particle to the greatest the biggest part whatever that is all of that becomes fused and awakened so it's the combination of the mind body and spirit and, and that all being one that means that we're awakened is that correct absolutely that is totally correct and and do you think that what do you what do you think is the best way to to be to be doing that how do we how do we bring our mind body and spirit into one is that through meditation what would you say how would you answer that walter that's a <clears throat> that's a really good question so one of the things that i would look at with that question is that what is the, what is meditation doing? Uh, is meditation is it a belief system? Excuse me. <clears throat> is it a belief system or is meditation a tool? 
And so, and if it's a tool, which I'm more adapt to use it as, then what is the tool trying to do? The tool, like, uh, we just take a plow. A plow is just basically trying to help you to, to tear up the ground so that you can plant some seeds. Now, <clears throat> is it that you want to tear up the ground? Or is it that you want to plant seeds? And it's like, no, neither one of those. You want the fruits that come from what it is that you plant. So we've already been planted. <laughs> we already been, you know, our parents did the planting. So we're here for the fruits. Wow. Go on, Walter. I'm sorry. I'm just so overwhelmed listening to this. I'm sorry. Go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what meditation as a tool is helping us to, to really get to is the fruit of life, mm-hmm. not the building of the trees or the planting of the seeds, but the fruit is what we seek. So even if it's an oak tree, it's it's for how it gives back oxygen how it you know does this thing with getting the carbon dioxide out of the air and transforming it back into beautiful oxygen detoxifying the plants so there's something beautiful that's taking place at that really fine level of, of helping this whole concept of this cosmos to to constantly evolve. And so it is with each of us that we add to that, that we are symbiotically connected. Symbiotically connected to each other, to ourselves? Yes, to each other, to ourselves, to the deepest part of ourselves, knowing and unknown to us, um, and to all those that are aware and get to benefit. So our goal is to to wake up so that we can benefit. All the messengers are trying to get us to to wake up to benefiting to the greatest part of who we are versus struggling and constantly tearing up the fields, you know, with our bodies, uh, with our minds, with our emotions, replanting, being stuck in, you know, that particular state uh enslaved on that level as opposed to awaken to the what they might call the the glory the heaven the the spiritual essence the the beauty the power of life um how would you how would you define duality and what is the importance of balancing duality um it, you know, d- you know, duality is just simply the opposite of night and day. Right. We experience it in the heat and the cold. We experience in male, female. Those are the various forms of of duality, each equally important for the balance. And the balance is simply um, too hot, everything burns up. Too cold, everything gets freezer burn. 
is no good. So we can so you can do it both ways and it can be bad. So you, the the best is when you walk in and it's that perfect temperature. And you just feel like it feels great. You can't tell the difference between the outside and your body and you just that I don't know whether it's 82 degrees for you or it's 75 degrees or some people may like it just a little cooler. Others may like it a little hotter. They find their balance. And that's the beauty. We all can find our balance. But the imbalance teaches us that everybody needs to be 90. Everybody needs to be 54 degrees. You know, those are the imbalances when we try to force uh, that the night should stay longer than the day, that women are superior to men or men, you know, however, whatever those are, those are the imbalances. Instead of finding the beauty, that 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 pivotal point where it's like, you know, you just flow and it's like, yeah, this is this is ecstasy. This is this is the beauty that life has to offer. And that's in the physical body. That's right now. Everybody can have that. And as they continue to make that permanent, that is the goal of, of these tools that we have. They were designed for that meditation, the tools of meditation, the tools of Tai Chi, the tools of yoga. Right, right. Okay. So, we're to, so we want to find the balance within ourselves of, of um, I'm sorry, of, um, Knowing, knowing who I am, loving who I am, and also accepting my shortcomings—is that finding balance? You see, and that, it's interesting because you're using the word "knowing," and and right away you you came back to the duality of being able to accept. So I like to I like to say instead of knowing, you have to experience who you are. Ah. Uh, uh. Great. That's even better, right, Walter? That's even better. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. One of the famous licks that Jimi Hendrix asked the question, are you experienced? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you know, you have to listen to Jimi Hendrix, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, okay. Um, What is the importance of the mind in all of this work? And can the mind affect the body? What would you say about that? Uh, okay, so first off, we have to look at, if we look at science and we really see what really affects the body is the hormones. Oh. Okay, that's what affects the body. So what affects the hormones is the emotions. Right. What affects the emotions are the different dispositions that we find ourselves in when it comes to imbalance of duality. So when we're uncomfortable with duality, we take it in emotionally because that's our emotions deal with sensations and we feel and we this is too hot. As a matter of fact, this is too hot, it hurts. And not only does it hurt, it, it stings, and this stinging sends it into the mind, a mind, and you jump, and your body jerks, and it's like, and it really hurts. So, and you and you hop around, you know, and it's like, ah, you know, it's burning, it's hurting, and so you remember that, 
So now next time you come close to that same sensation, whether it was the fire or a light bulb, whatever it was that 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 burned you, that hurt you, or another relationship, another woman or another man, a child or whatever it may be, that stinging pops back in and has an effect on the emotions which affect the hormones and then which right. goes out and and the organs and glands start to whatever it is if it's fear it starts to mess with the kidneys a little more than any other organ and glands if it's anger it messes with your liver if it's hastiness and arrogance and cruelty it starts to affect the heart so those are the things that that really affect now how does the mind come into this you know we talk about being still oh we got to steal the mind no it's not so much about stealing the mind you have to get the emotional clutter out of the mm. way, which is sending up images like smoke in front of a mirror. And you can't tell whether the smoke is coming from the mirror side or it's on what side is this smoke really on? Because we lost track now with so much smoke. And so we think that is the mind. But the mind is like a windshield that's becoming dirtier and dirtier. But the mind is still the windshield. It never changed. The canvas of which all of this painting of your life has been cast upon is still the canvas. It doesn't change behind that painting. It's still the canvas. And so it is the mind. Mind is still there. The only thing that has to happen is the influences that we hold in the memory, in the body memory, in the energetic blockages that have taken place from the stress and traumas that we've experienced, those things we have to release, we have to let go of. Mine is clear. Mine is like a slate, it's clear. Oh, the so mind the is. Mind is a reflecting. The mind is just allowing the light, the energy to flow through it. That's all. Darkness can pass through or block it, or you clean it and the light can come through it. Back in. So so let's say so let's say you've had a rough childhood and you're very traumatized. Okay. So what would you so are you saying that through meditation you can clear you can clear that you can clear that out the trauma in other words is there is there a way we can clear trauma because who i mean especially look at what's going on in the world right now walter are we not all totally traumatized in every single way so what would be how could we help ourselves considering that what we're dealing with in the world right now what would you say would be the best ways to help ourselves and clear our minds? Yeah. So meditation is a great tool. There's a lot of good tools out there and there may be some better tools in meditation. I, I don't know exactly what it will be for every person. I do know that from working with meditation and I do something which I call uh, breakthrough mind jump where I'm able, and if you can work with somebody who can do something of this nature, and that is work with you and help you to let go of those things that are stopping you. So sometimes you can't see what's stopping you, but another person 
can look and see, like a doctor can look in and see, oh, there is a, a tear here and we're going to have to go in and fix your knee or whatever it is that they say, that they can look on these scans and all the, you know, look even down into the blood and see various things. So also, for me, I can look at the body and I can see from the face, I can see, especially around the navel, I look at the navel, that's one of the techniques I learned, look at the navel and I can see a lot of things are going on in the body. But now it's to a point, I can hear it in the voice, I can talk to a person, and we're just able to start, I can help them start working to release if they give me permission to help them. I help them to release those things that are stopping them. They may not even know that it's from their childhood. It's from, and then we start talking and they start realizing, oh yeah, I remember that thing. And that thing is stopping them, uh, making them lose money. That thing is uh, pushing them to, to destroy good relationships or uh, having health issues. So, you know, this is what has to happen. So it doesn't matter the technique. What matters to most is, and this is why what was important, uh, is you have to have the right help. You have to have the right assistance at the right time. Because everybody's a brain surgeon, but there's some brain surgeons that are very top, top brain surgeons. You know, it's like these guys, that's who you want on your team, you know, if something were to happen. But then there's some guys that are brain surgeons and, you know, you'd be like, okay, there's a, maybe there's a 50-50 chance or maybe there's a 25-75 chance, you know, just depending on the brain surgeon. So what are some people, maybe there's no chance. And that's the same with getting work done out here. We have to be willing to check out and do the things that are not as comfortable. Yeah, I studied with hundreds of teachers. And I was really very fortunate. I, had, I came across some really great teachers, only a few teachers that I had questions about, but they were, you know, they were trying. So, you know, it's, it's, it, that's what we have to do as individuals, you know, because it's, you have to find that rain that's going to rain on you in a way that you love to be rained on. <laughs> I love that. So, yes, I would like you to talk a little bit more about your meditation mind gym breakthrough program, because... It's fabulous. If you could just, because this would be, uh, yeah, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Because that's really, uh, besides the meditation, what you're talking about is is finding the right person to get some help with. I mean, I don't, you know, we met not that, just a couple years before uh, Christina got diagnosed with leukemia. And I have no doubt that a lot of what enabled me to deal with anything at all was the work with you mm -hmm. and, and how it helped me on every single level. So could you talk a little bit more about uh, the work that you're doing with people? Yes, it's two, two different systems I, I work with. They're, they're interconnected, but uh, still they're two systems. One system, very, very important for everybody. And this is where self-cultivation comes in. And this is the uh, meditation mind gym system. And in that, right now I have it it's set up where people can take this work online and start studying. I have 10 different levels that help people uh, starting with, you know, developing what I call the peace of mind experience. And um, there's quite a few lessons in there and online uh, meditations that would just take you through there's a lot of different meditations out there, and I've studied a lot, and I recognize that there's basically um, three types. 
And there's one very, very passive form of meditation. A lot of people getting right now, um, you can you can get a lot of that stuff where it's just basically to kind of help you to relax. And, and it's very important. And a lot of people, they utilize it and they, oh, I'm, I'm meditating. And, and I look at the form of what they're practicing and it's more of a relaxation, but it's good and it helps. And it helps a lot of people release a lot of stress. And, and uh, then there's other forms which are more active forms. And these are a lot of times you people hear people when they get in some trouble. Uh, I, I was, I used to get a lot of calls. I used to handle the calls um, Montachi was sending a lot of students to me that had gotten stuck working with other practices around the world, they would call, um, and they were having problems, or they had taken some medication. Another guy I worked with had lifted some weights, and they feel out of their body, really, really badly out of their body. Um, they're in their bodies walking around like everybody else, but they feel dizzy, uh, not really connected. Nobody can see what's going on. All their the, the test scores check out okay, all the blood work checks out, but it's an energetic thing that has happened. So I helped them to rebalance energetically to 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 get that okay. But the main thing with the meditation mind gym is that we have to learn how to take care of our own energy, to learn to cultivate it, um, to circulate this life force so that you know it's more free. It's almost like the irrigation. If you want to be a farmer. You not only want to plow the land to plant the seeds, but you want to make sure that it's done in a way where you can irrigate it so the water can flow. And the same in your body. That's what yoga and the meditation, uh, the Tai Chi's are about, is to help you to move and get the energy to flow um, in different places. It may not flow when you're just sitting around or doing stagnant poses or, or even just doing some yogic postures. It's like combining all of those things together, um, the breath, the movements of the breath, a body, uh, and then the clarity of the mind. So um, that's what the stillness brings is this clarity. That's what we're really after. Stillness is great, but clarity is what we want so that we can function better. You're not going to just be still all your life, you know. Yeah, stillness is good. You use the you use the method of being still so you can get clarity so that you can move in this clearness, you know, with a clear mind. Uh, sort of to, again, it's like and reflect through. So that's what the meditation mind gym is setting you up uh, as we walk through the, the various levels of healing starts within where you start to work with healing different things that are going on in your system. Uh, the mindfulness meditations, which is like things level four is where you're working to um, redesign your thought patterns, you, you know, telling yourself some different things as you're in a certain state of connection inside of your body. Um, and then awakening in the visions again, working with the pituitary and pineal glands and, and, and bringing energy and light back into those areas of your brain. And um, then the same thing with the uh, focused power breathing and connecting with the abdominal area. So it's a lot of different things. And one of my favorites is seven health and healing frequencies. That's on the seventh level. And that's understanding the, the energies of every day of the week. Uh, they bring something different. Sunday, which is connected with the, the we say sun or solar energy. That's the Sunday coming in. And Monday is connected with the moon energy, the mind energy, working with the mind. And uh, Tuesday is the heart. So it's like that's Tuesday. Now you're getting pumping. You know, you go, you go, you go. If you look at it, it's, it's perfect order. Sunday, you're starting off with just getting clear, getting your energies back into alignment. Then 
Monday, you're thinking about what it is that you want. You're focusing on what you want for the rest of the week that you're going to be working on, bringing all those thoughts and ideals together. Tuesday is when you start implementing. That's where your heart, you start to put a lot of energy into it on a Tuesday. You see, in each day of the week, you go through till you get back down to Saturday, which is standing for Saturn Day, because it's connected with Saturn, uh, but it's also connected with your spleen and your pancreas. Each of these days are connected with your various organs and glands. And you start to recognize this inner relationship that we have that gets clearer and clearer, which has been so far from us that we're intermixed with all of this, you know, whether it's to do this dance or smoke this or drink this or what am I doing on Friday night? What dress should I wear? Uh, you, know, you know, if you can imagine all of our about us is, is one of these things, you know, should I get a. A, a new couch. So I get a, a bigger table. Uh, you know, what kind of spoons should I use or forks or, or dishes should I have or, you know, on and on. Do I need a bigger tractor? You know, uh, nothing coming back to self. Wow. Yeah, you're what, also, I'm sorry, Walter. You're also talking about everything being interconnected. The days yeah. of the week connect with that. Really, everything is connected, really. And it's trying to get back or getting back to the interconnectedness of everything, really, right? Yes, correct. Right. Wow. Wow, Walter. And we can only do that from the inside out. And, and it's been proven over and over again. It doesn't work from the outside in. And having worked with people from all walks of life, one of the things I do know is that no matter how much people have gathered, no matter how much money they have, their pain is just the same as the poorest person's pain. They may be able to get a little more medication, but when you look at the pain, it's the same pain. They get burnt. Look at the burn marks, it's the same burn marks. You look at what's going on inside when they're crying because they lost a loved one, it's the same crying, same distraught, same mental illness across the board, same emotional dysfunction across the board, it's the same. Wow, wow. right. Wow, Walter, I think um, we're getting close to the to the end. Is there anything? Is there anything more you would like to I talk about? Say one last thing, and that, no. that was about the breakthrough mind gym system. Um, yeah, and that is where I help people when they come in uh, to break through some issues. Sometimes people have such heavy things on them that they can't release. So I help them release these things and sort of get some clarity and get focusing. And, and get back get back on the business of being in life versus being stuck with this big block that that's holding them up and that's the, and that's the private work right. uh, usually i recommend though also they do both you know right. they can't right. sometimes people can't because of you know i work for sometimes with people in the hospital and they they're not in a position to to meditate on their own they're just trying to uh, you know uh, maybe family members brought me in to help them with just staying here on this planet at this point to clear up. Right, right. I mean, I remember when you went to see Christina in the hospital, really. Yeah. I, rem I remember that, and I remember you working. I remember you working on me. We won't talk about the whole thing, but it was about me going through the. Oh, when you were working on me, and it was so, somewhat painful. And I remember you said to me. You said to me, Maddie, when you're going through the fire, you want to keep your eyes open. You want your eyes open. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember that session really clearly. And I remember that because I remember I was going through something. 
And when you said that, it was like I opened my eyes and it completely shifted the energy around totally, Walter. Yeah. So, so grateful to you over all these years. Yeah, it's been a blessing sharing and, and having you a part of my life and the work that I've done and Christina. And yeah, it's been such a, it's, it's been a walk. It's a beautiful walk. Yes, it has been and, and, st and, st and still is. So is there anything else, Walter, or do you, do you feel like you've said everything you want to say? Is, are, we, are we cool? Okay, if I share just the connection. I don't know if we share where they can go to connect. Uh, if they were interested, anybody was interested. Please say, please say that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you can go to meditationmindgym.com, meditationmindgym.com. Or you can call the office at 708-481-9128. Uh, 708-481-9128. And uh, to get in touch either way with you is a blessing beyond a blessing, really. You've changed. You've changed my life. You helped Christina in her life and so many, many other people. Very, very grateful very grateful and very proud and honored to be your friend and to be your student, which I always, always will be your student. Okay. Thank you. On, uh, Thank you for sharing, allow me to, to share with you. In your oh, group. of course, of course, Walter, of course. So um, I think we're at the end now. So what I'm going to do as usual, I'm going to end with a quote, which I love doing. And here it is. When we open our hearts and minds to our inner sun, we are fully purified by the radiance of its loving light. All that keeps the memory of negativity is cleansed, and in that way we purify both mind and body. Angie Karen. So stay tuned for podcast number 15, Healing Ourselves and the Planet, interview with Jada Fire, Dakshini Kalika. Thank you for listening. Hear stories that are compelling, enlightening, challenging, and intertwined with world events. With every story, you will come away with hope, love, new outlooks on life, and tips on how to overcome whatever comes your way. Telling stories is wired into our brains and how we live in community with each other. Never a dull moment. So listen up and let's kick some ass. Please share, subscribe, and review. Check out my book on Amazon, Love in Action, A Mother's, uh, My Daughter's Battle with Cancer, A Mother's Memoir. And uh, you can listen to my podcast, Overcoming with Maddie G, on Spotify or Facebook, Overcoming with Maddie G. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And thank you. Bless you, Walter, in every single way. So appreciated. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. So we'll talk soon. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. -bye.